Welcome home, dear one. Thank you so much for tuning in, being part of this, bringing your presence, bringing all your presence. <laughs> so thankful to have you here listening, tuning in, especially in these early days, these early days of the podcast, six episodes in now, and I can just see it growing and flowing so so much and yeah to have you here on this journey at these early days is so appreciated and yeah if you want to support me in any way if you like what I'm doing you can rate you can subscribe and you can share it online and word of mouth and get the word out there about what I'm doing what I'm bringing and yes when my books come out you can also buy a book and share the book around and yeah, there's there's a lot of exciting things coming and really, really, yeah, just really uh, excited about what's, what's going to come up and I'm just sorting myself out at the moment with the with what I'm doing exactly with the socials and with donations and things, um, but yeah, feel free to email me if you want to donate in any way and I receive all abundances, I'm open to all abundances that are of the highest good and highest love, so Yes, bring, bring, bring what that will. So, yes, here we are for another episode of Wisdom Wonderings. And yes, we, uh, we shall be exploring today banquets and benches. <laughs> so, why, why, What's that all about? Why am I talking about that? <laughs> so, I was reading, um, I was reading a Deepak Chopra um, book. Um, I think it was like The Way of the Wizard or something like that. And he was, um, he, he really vibes with Merlin. So he was using Merlin and Arthur in his, in his, uh, in his wisdoms to display certain things, and one one of the the things that Merlin said was to Arthur when he handed him some food was, "The whole banquet is in the first spoonful," and that really stuck with me. That's the main thing that I got from the book, and how true that is. How true that is. It resonates with me so much too. Really experience the the depth of flavor and vitality and joy and wisdom and harmony that comes from that first spoonful can actually be so enriching so fulfilling so nutritious and we can develop a relationship with food that is so enhancing of our beings that gives much more than it takes that imbibes and that takes on the vitality of life of essence in its highest potentiality and so I'm going to be breaking down a few different ways and 
that we can engage with what we input in ways which are life-supporting and, and enhancing and how we can charge our food and how we can change our relationship to it subconsciously and consciously in order to engage with the world in a harmonious manner. So, what does a banquet mean? Now, the the, the term that we sort of uh, perceive it to be is to be a feast, right? It's to be a sumptuous affair, it's to be an entertainment, it's to be a lavish affair. And then we look at what the word actually means. And we look at the root of the word. And it means, it comes from banchetto, the old Italian for bench. <laughs> a snack eaten on a bench. And then it's like a, and then we laugh and we say, wow. So we go from a snack eaten on a bench to a sumptuous, gluttonous affair. And then we understand that to be what makes someone so full can leave another so empty. What could be the most graceful, beautiful, thankful, incredible opportunity can be so pitiful and so meaningless and so nothing for another. So I find this just such a beautiful, a, a beautiful word, you know, when we have that inner knowledge that one man's trash is another treasure. And it's the perspective that we view our world, our reality, that shapes how we actually live and view and, and exist here. And so I've been I've been talking for a while about the relationship with food with people that I come across and they ask me about about different things and food is obviously one of the key things here. It's one of the it's one of the key things in materiality, in earth dynamics which for so many keeps them so grounded, you know. For so many provides that material support. For so many provides that earthiness that perhaps is lacking within their being. And we see so often a sense of gorging, a sense of ravishing, a sense of just smashing the food down. rather than a appreciation or a subtle perceptive nature with which we engage with that we input.
<laughs> and so it's, it's sort of a life motto for me that appreciation enhances the flavour. Whatever we appreciate is flavoursome, is beautiful, is delicate, is succulent, is enriching. Whatever we don't appreciate, whatever depreciates, sucks more than it gives. It's not flavoursome, it's not enhancing, it's not enriching. It's merely almost matter, just pure matter that is non-differentiated, it's not... It isn't appreciated for its subtleness, for its personality, for its beautiful being. For its delicacy. And so, just by simply appreciating what we have in front of us, can turn a bench to a banquet. And so how often do we do we see that less is more oftentimes when we streamline, when we focus, when we take out all that which is not getting our attention, we see that we can pour more into the goblet of our desire. For there is more there's more energy being invested. And so I'm seeing this with my projects is I have so many things which I know are amazing ideas and I know are amazing things, but at the moment I don't have the capacity to put my energy and my attention towards those things. And so I'm streamlining and I'm saying, right, for the moment now I can't do this. So I'm putting my energy towards the podcast, for example, and towards my books, and, and that to be it for now. And those that wish to connect to me for tarot readings and for energetic exercises and things like that, they can contact me. But I'm streamlining what I'm doing. I'm giving my attention. I'm giving my appreciation. I'm giving my heart and my will towards this thing. And so we can engage with this in anything but particularly with the inputs. Because what we input, what we imbibe becomes us. It merges with our being. And we only want those things that are of the highest good and of our harmonization. And so we can we can say, okay, well how do you how do you harmonize? And so we do an ancient technique. A technique which has always been around for us, which is whenever the energy, whenever the input comes from a source, which is, let's say, outside of yourself, let's say someone cooks you a meal, let's say you have bought the food in the shop and you're bringing it home, 
is necessary and, and vital that we neutralize the energy of that food by a simple exercise, which is holding our hands over the food and stating that all energy which is not of my own, which is not of my as good, which is not of a harmony with my being and with my essence, shall leave now. And you intuitively feel that bubble. You intuitively feel that energy. You intuitively feel all those hands, all those wheels that have touched and engaged with that food prior to it being in your presence. And you thank it and you love it. And you call in that which is of your higher self, that which is of your highest good and your higher presence. And you charge the food with that energy, with that bubble. Until the two harmonize together. And effectively the digestion has already taken its first form. Because you have harmonized your spirits together. You have harmonized your beings. And so engaging in this practice, we are engaging in basic hygiene. And we're holding ourselves in esteem by noting that only that which is of our highest good and in harmony with our beings may enter. And so it doesn't take long. You can do this before you eat. You can do this as you're cooking. You can do this before you drink and as you're drinking. Now, it also can take as long as you want to take it. Like um, I often am singing and charging my food for a long time. Like some, some gatherings that I like to go to where we, we sing for up to an hour before we eat. Because it's in the inner standing that we are charging ourselves to such an extent that our capacity to receive the higher vibes is there. It's like meeting one force with another force. It's it's almost like the lower force will, in a sense, pull the other thing down by gravity. <laughs> So we have an immense ability to be able to charge our food, to neutralize and charge our food, to be in harmony with us and to to digest and appreciate fully. And to honor and thank the spirit of the food with which we are engaging, to thank if you're eating. I don't I wouldn't encourage you to say. But let's say you're eating meat. To thank the spirit of that animal. 
to thank its being, to thank its sacrifice in order to give you sustenance, to give you an enriched life. And in doing this, because we are in a standing that another being has had its life taken in order to enhance our life, it then means that we put more weight to our own existence, to our own evolution, because we're, we're, we're in a standing that this is for something, you know. Nature's not nature's not making mistakes. This is we're doing things here because we have the immense capacity to do incredible things of will and love. To live in paradise. So it's the nature of how we're engaging with the food. that can mean so much and, and make such a difference to how we're engaging with life in general, you know? Thanking the spirits for the food completely changes your relationship to the world around you because you're recognising life, you're recognising a creative being all around you, everywhere. And you're knowing that you must live in harmony with that being or perish. And so we ask ourselves some key questions. What is our capacity for sustenance? What actually do we need in order to be sustenant? What provides us nutrition? Because as we, go, as we say, we go back to one man's bench is another man's banquet. What could fill one person wouldn't fill someone in a thousand years? So we look to, okay, if we're made from the same template, then that means that we have engaged with different programs in order to direct our beings to certain behaviours. So it'd be, like for example, right now, I'm I'm fasting. When I was young, I might have, I might have, I was really of the belief that you had to eat every day, three meals a day, otherwise you died. And so we look to our programs and we see, okay, what do I feel like I need to feel my being? What full fills me? And then we widen that out into, into a general question of life. What fulfills me? Because if I'm not engaging with things that fulfill me, what am I doing? It's not life enhancing. It's not my, my soul's purpose. And thus it is going against myself. If I just gobbled down a thousand Mars bars, that's not in it it's not in harmony with my with my higher self clearly. Um engaging in that activity because of a need to fill a gap in some form. And so we ask ourselves where does that gap come from? And what functioning is it is it performing? And so if we if we look to many people feeling like they need to be earthed and, and, and so they are 
filling their stomachs to capacity, then we say, okay, well, what earths us? And such simple practices as being in connection with earth. So that's not having rubber sole shoes on, for example. So I really encourage you to take your shoes off as much as possible and engage with the earth around you. And engage with those negative ions, engage with all those healing, beautiful energies which are just there for you. To earth you, to connect you to source, to connect you to your being. And so like I was talking about in the previous episode, it is our relationship to our will. It's our relationship to an inner knowing. If we attribute all knowledge of our inner self, of our bodies, of all this to a doctor, to professionals, then we are negating our own willpower for another's. And we're saying that another knows our own bodies better than we do. And now for many that's the case because they have not took the time to attune and really attend to themselves, to nourish themselves, to provide that self-love. And so I ask you, how connected are you into the subtleties of your of your body? How much life force are you giving it? How much water? How much salt? Because the more I research, the more I've seen that is often water, which is the cause of our hunger, perceived hunger pangs. And that if we were to water and garden ourselves, A dog barking outside. <laughs> we would allow ourselves to grow, allow ourselves to sprout. You know. So, yes, what fills us, what provides us sustenance, what provides us support, what provides us with that life force, and then we know that we can access that life force at every single moment all around us at every time because we're tuning into the sun we're tuning into the earth we're sun gazing we're grounding we're in a standing that life force exists all around us and it is our ability to tune into that life force which is corresponding to our vitality And so we come back to banquets and benches. And then the whole banquet is in the first spoonful. The appreciation and the fullness is right there for us, right there. Right there at the first mouthful. So yes, I think I'll leave you with that. I think I'll leave you with this wisdom and so so blessed to have you here and to have you part of this journey and stay blessed and blessed keep your love in your heart and i'll see you next time love you <laughs>